0: Coming to you from Beaumont, this
1: is your house call. There's an epidemic happening, and the ones who seem to be targeted most aggressively are teens and young adults. Just as the tobacco industry set their sights on young people decades ago with a promise to make them cool and sexy, the vaping industry is copying their playbook almost to the letter. Statistics show that as of 2018, 38% of high schoolers and 13% of middle schoolers have tried vaping, or juuling, or e-cigarettes. Thankfully, we're also seeing a decline in adolescents and young adults who smoke cigarettes. But will this trend continue? So, as vaping is currently being marketed as a potential healthy alternative to smoking, what does the science tell us about this? Is vaping really safe? And if so, for whom is it safe? Hello and welcome to the Beaumont House Call podcast. I'm Dr. Nick Gilpin, and my goal is to help you and your family live a smarter, healthier life. Today's podcast is all about vaping, juuling, and e-cigarette use, and we're very fortunate to have an outstanding guest on the podcast. That's Dr. Rita Patel. Dr. Patel is a graduate of Harvard Medical School, and she completed her pediatrics training at Boston Children's and Duke University. She also completed a preventative medicine fellowship at the University of North Carolina. Dr. Patel now practices pediatrics at Beaumont and she has taken a special interest in vaping from a public health standpoint. We're gonna get into the gory details of vaping and e-cigarette use, specifically going into what is vaping and juuling and how is it different from combustible cigarettes. Next, we'll talk about the scope of the vaping epidemic and why vaping doesn't appear to be going anywhere anytime soon. And we'll also discuss what parents, teachers, and people in the community should know about vaping and e-cigarette use. And lastly, we'll get into some strategies to keep young people away from vaping. And with that, I will welcome Dr. Patel to the podcast. Thank you. And thank you for coming. Yeah. So, let's start the conversation for the for the layperson out there listening who doesn't know. Tell me what vaping and juuling is, um, and how are these e-cigarette devices different from what we would consider conventional cigarettes?
0: Yeah. So vaping basically refers to any electronic device that in which you can. Put a liquid which is vaporized and then the person can inhale it. So, whatever you vape is kind of whatever you put in there. So, there's um, different types of vaping liquids. Um, There's some that contain nicotine, some that actually don't contain nicotine. A lot of them contain flavorings, um, other preservatives. But basically anything that's put into that chamber is aerosolized and then inhaled. Um, and they call them a lot of different things. Every, some people call them e-cigarettes. Some people call them mods or tanks. Uh, those kind of refer to the ones where you can personalize them and sort of uh, put different um features in so that you can change how long the inhale is. Um, And then Jules, as you referred to, is kind of the newest one. And those are the ones that look kind of like um, flash drives Mm -hmm. um, and have really taken the um, teens by storm.
1: You keyed in on that right away. And and, uh, that's one of the things that I want to talk about is these devices don't look like cigarettes, right? That's that therein kind of lies the danger. I mean, they look like tech. So that makes it much easier for young people. Well, maybe it attracts young people to them, but it also makes it easier for young people to kind of smuggle these things around without anybody knowing about it. Right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. The first e-cigarettes really actually looked just like cigarettes. They kind of had the same shape. They even had LED lights at the end that simulated, um, you know, the lighted end. But the newer ones, as you said, are much, uh, you know, sleeker and appeal to this young audience. Uh, there is some schools now that are actually um, just banning all flash drives because they just can't tell the difference between yeah. a jewel and a flash drive.
1: Do most of these? Um e-cigarettes, vaping devices, whatever, do most of them contain nicotine?
0: The vast majority do. You can get nicotine-free ones, but the vast majority do. Um, They contain most of them sort of between 36 to about 50 milligrams of nicotine, which is a fair amount. So if you um, inhale the 30-milligram one, about 18 puffs is about the same as a cigarette.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think I'd heard that somewhere, that like one – pod or, what you know, whatever the, the quantity is, is, is approximately equal to, what, about a pack of cigarettes?
0: Yeah. If you do a whole pod, it's the same as, yeah, about a pack.
1: Okay. I mentioned in the lead that um, vaping is really starting to hit epidemic proportions among young people. But at the same time, we're seeing a decline in, you know, people smoking conventional or combustible cigarettes. Um, talk a little bit more about this trend. So the uptick of vaping, and the downtick in in smoking, is that something that we think is gonna be sustainable or or, or what else is going on out there?
0: Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, So cigarettes, you know, back in the 50s and 60s were incredibly popular, about 50% of Americans smoked. Um, And then we've sort of had a multitude of public health measures, legislation um, that's been incredibly effective and the rates of smoking have been going down. Um, In teens, it's about 8% now. As e-cigarettes have come in, though, there's increasing evidence that kids that start with e-cigarettes actually are progressing to cigarettes. Um, That, you know, cigarettes just provides kind of a different hit. And so once you get addicted to nicotine, then a lot of them are actually going on to um, cigarettes. And so there's a really valid concern that that we're gonna be reversing this trend of cigarette
1: smoking. Is it a quantifiable risk? Uh, Let me ask that question another way. Is it, do we know how many of these e-cigarette users are going to make the turn to eventually smoking uh, combustible cigarettes? Or are we just kind of guessing?
0: No, there's actually been a lot of studies um, and they are anywhere sort of between two and 10 times more likely to go on to smoking cigarettes as someone who has not used any cigarettes. And an interesting part actually of it too is um, when they do a lot of these studies, They, at the beginning, will ask the teens, you know, how likely is it that you think you will smoke um, in the next year? Um, And they actually look at the teens that say, absolutely not. I have no interest in smoking. And they're actually the ones that are the most likely to progress from e-cigarettes to smoking cigarettes. So... It's not really kind of initially people thought like, oh, well, the kids that are using e-cigarettes are, are the ones that we're going to smoke anyway. Um, but it seems to not be the case that it's sort of getting to this population of kids that probably never would have smoked if they hadn't um, been introduced to e-cigarettes.
1: So here's a loaded question for you. Is vaping safer than smoking?
0: Yeah, so the jury's still kind of out on that. Um, you know, all of this is so new, and so the research is definitely behind um, the epidemic of vaping. And so we're just starting to look at it. A lot of it is animal studies. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, the aerosol that you inhale has um, has a lot of different things in it. The flavorings that they put in the liquid actually get converted to um, things like formaldehyde um, and different organic chemicals, um, some of which are actually above um, occupied occupational like industry standards Um, so very high levels of some of these um, uh, you know different chemicals Um, there's heavy metals in there that are leached from the um, apparatus and so no one really knows long term what the effects are going to be of all of those things it seems like it's probably a little bit safer than cigarettes it doesn't have the tar obviously Mm -hmm. of cigarettes Mm -hmm. which um, tar is a big problem but it's not totally clear what the long-term consequences of all of those other things are going to be.
1: I've heard about a, a chemical called diacetyl that is used as one of the flavoring components that uh, apparently gives things a, a buttery taste, right? So this is something that they use in, in the, the popcorn industry as a flavoring additive. And if you eat it, it's not such a big deal. But if you inhale it, uh, it can be particularly harmful. And I think there have been cases reported of this, this thing called popcorn lung or, or um, what we used to call boop. Now I think we call it cop. Um, cryptogenic organizing pneumonia and and I've heard that that's uh, sort of been one of the dangers of of vaping as well you know some of the success of e-cigarettes is that they're marketed clearly marketed as an alternative to combustible cigarettes Um, and they're even marketed as a strategy to quit smoking so I guess the the follow-up question is for someone who is currently smoking cigarettes would it be fair to say that vaping might be a reasonable alternative for that person
0: There is some research looking at vaping as a way to quit smoking, um, and the results are kind of mixed. Um, There was a fairly recent meta-analysis that looked at a bunch of different studies, and it it was sort of half and half. Half showed that you were more likely to quit, half showed that you were actually less likely to quit if you used vaping as your um, method of quitting rather than something like a nicotine patch or um, nicotine gum. So, um, so it's not clear um, whether you, you'll actually be able to completely get off of nicotine if you use vaping. There are people that just continue to vape then for the rest of their lives. That's right. just a new, you know, their new way of getting nicotine, um, and that may be safer. As I said, we don't really know.
1: Well, it's kind of a low bar, isn't it? I mean, everything is sort of safer than smoking combustible cigarettes, so, right? Yeah, absolutely. Can you talk about the effects of nicotine specifically? I mean, I'm going to use vaping and nicotine sort of, you know, hand in hand here. Um, Can you talk about the effects of nicotine on a young person's body and mind?
0: Yeah, so that's so important Um, because nicotine, if you look at it in adults, um, nicotine actually has some great effects. It increases your attention. It makes you more alert. Um, There's a reason why people like it. and in kids, unfortunately, as our brains are still developing, it looks like nicotine actually... Um changes the actual structure of their brain it changes the receptors in their brain um, and actually makes them more likely to be addicted not only to nicotine but to other substances it just makes them have more of an addictive personality oh, interesting. Um, and then it also has sort of long-term uh, effects on attention so in adults it makes your attention better but in kids actually it makes your attention worse um, mm. long term so a lot of um, a lot a lot of negative effects on the developing brain The other negative effect is, um, obviously, uh, sort of, you know, teens and young women who are vaping while they're uh, pregnant, um, a lot of negative effects on the fetus. Um, So nicotine is just not a great thing for kids to have. And then the final thing, actually, is um, since these um, nicotine-containing liquids are these awesome flavors like cotton candy and (laughs) creamsicle— Kids are actually drinking them. Um, and so wow. they just actually um, passed legislation in 2016 for childproof caps. But there's still a lot of people that have the, um, the nicotine-containing liquids that don't have the childproof caps. And um, it takes a teaspoon to kill a toddler of, the, um, of a lot of those liquids. Wow. And so there's already been two deaths um, that have been reported and a lot of calls to the poison center You know that when kids have um, drank their parents' nicotine liquid.
1: What about cardiovascular impact? I know nicotine is, is very um, cardiovascular active um, in terms of what it does to the body. Are there any long-term effects or consequences uh, on a young person's heart?
0: Yeah, I don't know that I don't think any research has actually been done on young people in their hearts. Um, you know, their hearts tend to be pretty good and sure. tolerant of a lot of um, insult, and so I would guess that it probably has more of an impact on an older person, but I don't think there's been any research done.
1: What about, uh, you know, we worry about secondhand smoke, obviously, and people that smoke combustible cigarettes. Is there a secondhand vaping effect that we should be aware of?
0: Absolutely. So the same chemicals, the same nicotine, the formaldehyde, those uh, all the different metals that you inhale are also exhaled, and so people that are around you absolutely are exposed to the same things. Um, and then a particularly concerning thing as a pediatrician is there's this issue of third hand vapor, where hmm. the vapor actually falls on surfaces, um, and kids who you know are constantly touching things and putting things in their putting their hands in their mouth. Are um, actually getting um, you know their hands in these nicotine containing uh, liquids that have deposited on the surface of things like the floor, tables, um, and then they put it in their mouth and they're exposed that way.
1: So that's an important point that I want to pause on for just a second because I think that a lot of young people out there who are vaping, who shouldn't be vaping by the way, um, probably see this as a victimless crime, right? I mean, I'm I, you know I'm, I'm doing this thing, it's not hurting anybody, you know what's the big deal? not at all aware that their, their actions could be impacting others around them or impacting young people. That's a pretty scary thought.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, for parents, for teachers, for leaders, coaches, people in the community, um, you know, the people that we trust our young people with, what should we be telling them about vaping? What's the message that we should be getting out to those folks?
0: I think telling them early that this is not a safe um, thing to do is really important, because I think the industry has been very good at marketing to kids and making it seem very safe. And so telling them early that it's not um, is important. And really, they're starting in middle school. So we're talking you need You know, elementary school is when you need to start bringing it up. The way I actually got interested in this whole subject was because um, when I was touring college campuses with my daughter, my son, who was only 12 years old at that point, um, had – was looking around with me and I had mentioned, I saw all these vape shops everywhere and I was just like, wow, well, you know, that seems really like a big thing. Mm. And, um, he said that one of his friends actually had vaped and he reassured me that, you know, it was just water vapor. There's nothing in it. It's really safe. And so that's kind of how I actually got interested in the whole subject because I all of a sudden realized that, um, you know, my kids were actually getting uh, exposed to it so early and they, really thought that it was a very safe option. And so I think that's really going to be the most important thing is telling them soon.
1: I read an article not long ago that talks a little bit about the um, the conventional anti-drug messaging that we have used um, for, for drugs and for cigarettes. It doesn't seem to have the same effect on getting kids to stop vaping, like those D.A.R.E. type messages and those ad campaigns that they had 20 years ago or, or however long ago it was that doesn't seem to resonate with people who vape. I guess maybe there's a perception that vaping is not as dangerous. So, you know, what is the best way to sort of get the anti-vaping message out to kids? Is there a strategy that that you're familiar with that seems to work better than others?
0: I think um, it definitely needs to be a multi-pronged approach. Um, one is uh, clearly the um, industry has been really good at marketing, um, and one of the first things that um, we did in the public health sphere with cigarettes is to cut off that marketing. We, you know, said you can't market on TV. You know, you, yeah. you can't market to young people. You can't have flavored cigarettes. Like all of that, you know, was way back. And so, all the same things need to happen with e-cigarettes. Um, it, they actually did some recent studies showing that um, you know kids are really exposed to these um, advertisements uh, to all of these uh, you know different marketing messages and the ones that are exposed are much more likely to use and so I think just doing that would be a very important thing um, just you know cutting off their message getting rid of the flavorings um, yeah. you know, this doesn't need to be uh, you know you don't need to be picking kid-friendly fla- flavors for um, you know to put out there for Absolutely. people to use um, so I think that's really important um, And then also just to kind of keep going back to the fact that this is not a safe option. Um, So to counteract kind of the message that they're getting, um, you know, it's uh, the latest literature showing 44% of teens have used. And so we are so behind right now um, and it's gonna definitely, it's like kind of stopping a tidal wave at this point. We're gonna have to really work hard at reversing the damage.
1: Time will tell, Uh, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, going back to that article that I referenced a moment ago, talked about was, you know, young people really uh, cherish their, their independence and, and their sense of rebellion, right? And so the idea that a, a, an ad campaign that can sort of tap into that sense, um, maybe using the health risks uh, might not be the most effective strategy because the perception is that vaping is safer, maybe not safe, but safer than smoking cigarettes or chewing tobacco, um, but to tap into that independence, almost as if to say to the person, to the young person, you don't want to do this because it's going to make you an addict. It's going to turn you into someone who's addicted to nicotine, and it's going to rob you of your independence, and you're going to give all your money to you know the big vaping industry, and you don't want to get yourself behind that eight ball. It seems to me that that sort of message might resonate more with young people, at least based on what I'm, I'm reading and hearing. Mm-hmm. Again, time, I think, will tell if that's true or not. Any thoughts?
0: Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, it's you have to be very careful of how you craft public health messages, for sure, because if you get too preachy, then people are going to just tune you out. So I think, yeah, making them realize that the industry is trying to manipulate them and that, um, you know, that they should be aware that they're being manipulated, um, I think is probably a very smart way of, um, of starting to make them think about it a little bit more critically.
1: Yep. You know, again, focusing on young people, I think, is that's really, you know, what we're we're here to talk about the most with vaping. What are the best strategies out there for you know, for getting someone to quit vaping?
0: Yeah. So. Right now, we really actually, to be totally honest, don't have anything. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not something that we were really ready to deal with. And so now we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. And so at this point, it's kind of the same thing we would do with a smoker. Um, You know, you can try doing cold turkey. You Mm -hmm. can try doing nicotine patches and nicotine gum if they're truly addicted to nicotine at that point. Um, But we really don't have any other sort of great options.
1: What should a parent do? You know, a parent who's listening right now, you know, found a vape pen in their, in their kid's bag at school or, or something to that effect. Walk me through this conversation or exactly how this person should approach that situation.
0: Yeah. I mean, basically kind of, as we said, you know, talk about, um, you know, why they're using it um, and then say, you know, do you see any negatives at all to um, to your use? Uh, you know, is there anything that you've heard that's negative to see if they've even started thinking about like, oh, yeah, I've heard that there are some problems with it and trying to introduce um, different uh, pieces of information to make them think about it a little bit more critically. I think really the most important thing, though, is to Preempt the finding the vape pen and try to talk to them before. Um, And I always um, advise uh, family uh, to actually try to find sort of a non-confrontational time to talk about it. So like when you're in the car and you're passing by a vape shop or you see someone on TV vaping, just just sort of bring it up in conversation. Teens tend to really shut down if you do the whole, you know, okay, now we're going to talk about (laughs) vaping. Um, And so trying to make it just sort of you know, part of everyday life and so that they don't really start getting their defenses up and think you're uh, trying to preach to them.
1: Are there any red flags or warning signs that they should be on the lookout for if they suspect that maybe their kid is, uh, is vaping and they don't know about it?
0: Yeah, so I think probably the biggest one is uh, disappearing money. Um, it's not cheap to vape. And so if they seem to be, you know, blowing through their money, asking to borrow money, um, even just taking money, um, I think mm-hmm. those are definitely red flags. Um, if you can actually smell some of the flavorings on them, you know, the cotton candy, which I know can be kind of subtle. Right. Um, also becoming more secretive and irritable, um, just uh, seeming like they just want to get out of the house a lot um, any of those can be signs that there might be something going on
1: maybe maybe more jittery than what they would ordinarily be or signs, signs that they're you know they're hooked on nicotine exactly is there a role for the the primary care doctor or for the the pediatrician to to sort of help out with this what should we to the doctors listening what should they be knowing or doing about this
0: yeah, so the AAP actually just came out with another policy statement about e-cigarettes because that's definitely something they're worried about, um, and um, they advise all pediatricians to routinely screen. So just like we screen for cigarettes and alcohol, yeah, um, we got to ask the question. We got to right? ask, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if they are using, then start talking about, you know, why you're worried about it. Um, see kind of where they're at if they are open to stopping, um, and if they're not really open, trying to get get them closer to being open to stopping. Um, Start talking to them about why you're worried about it.
1: Great advice. That's about all the information we have time for today. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Rita Patel. Would you like to pass along any resources, websites, anything out there for people to get a little bit more knowledge on this?
0: So I think one of the best resources for most things pediatrics is the American Academy of Pediatrics. They have a lot of resources. And specifically for vaping, they um, actually have uh, several policy statements um, and practice policies. So that's a good site. So just go on aap.org and um, look up e-cigarettes and you'll find a lot of good information.
1: Good. And we also have a website uh, through Beaumont. It's beaumont.org slash vaping. I also want to remind you to send along any questions or suggestions to podcast at beaumont.org. Dr. Shah Jahan and I are always looking out for the best questions for a future mailbag episode. And we'll leave you today with this healthy thought. Vaping and e-cigarette use are on the rise and an entire new generation of young people is getting hooked on nicotine-containing devices. So educate yourself on what vaping and juuling is, For people who smoke cigarettes, vaping may certainly be a better alternative, but for young developing minds and bodies, vaping is nothing but trouble. And perhaps the old cigarette ads promising that you'll be cooler and better looking if you smoke, should now be replaced with other ads that say you'll be a whole lot better off if you don't get hooked on nicotine in the first place. Thank you. Continue your journey to living a smarter, healthier life. Visit beaumont.org slash podcast to access information and resources related to today's podcast.